You're listening to the Jewel City Podcast. To help us spread the gospel of Jesus, give us a five-star rating. That'll help others find this podcast. In this podcast, we'll hear a message from Pastor Robert. Wow, it's good to be in the house of the Lord. Can someone say amen? Praise the Lord. I, um, I always title uh, the message, and I struggled with the title, and I wrote down about seven different titles. And uh, some of those titles would be 2021, Are You On The Right Road? One title was Discipline in 2021. One title was 2021, There Needs To Be A Change. And then I guess I'll go with When Tolerance Becomes Sin. And I uh, spent a lot of time thinking about this message and praying. The word tolerant means broad-minded, very broad-minded. Willing to put up with beliefs that are opposed to your convictions. And I don't know about you, but I need to be in a church where I get convicted once in a while. I need to hear about the blood. I need to hear about the cross. I need to hear about sin. I need to hear about hell, not just heaven all the time. I need to be somewhere where I'm convicted, where the preacher's stepping on my toes. Sometimes people on the way out the door say, did my wife call and tell you what I did this week? No, but the Holy Spirit was reading your mail. Sometimes we need to You know, we just get so willing, we're tolerant to just any old thing. The compromise of one's convictions leads to a sin in our lives. We've become tolerant of many, many things. We've all heard if you stand for nothing, you'll fall for anything. Am I right or am I wrong? We've become so tolerant And when I say we, I'm talking corporately, just not this church, but the church. There's only one church, God's church. Compromise of the abuse of alcohol. Compromise immorality. Sexual immorality. Crime. Abortion. Just become tolerant. Divorce. We just become tolerant. Am I right or am I wrong? So many of us have been sapped by conviction and drained of our beliefs because we've just allowed anything to come into our lives. Stay with me, man. It's, it's not going to be a beat you up message, but I'm going I'm to preach what the Lord give me. And I think what inspired this message, I was, I've been in this building every day since uh, we've not been having corporate worship and, and I've been just, yeah, I've sat in several seats in here and I've walked throughout the building and, and my mind began to think about the, the body of Christ corporately and about, the, to be honest, there's a church almost on every corner in America. And I don't know that there's any statistics out there. They may be, you might Google it, I don't know. But I just wondered, I started wondering about the amount of people that sit in a church house every Sunday in America 
that has never been born again. So I think that's what this whole message was stirred in my spirit for 2021, that many come to a church house and I don't even believe that everybody that raised their hand during an altar call is saved. I don't believe that. Because a lot of times it's out of emotions or used as a fire escape. <laughs> Some of you are like, I don't want to get that part, but you will after a while. So Jesus said, stand with me this morning as we read the Bible. Remember what tolerant means, broad-minded. Well, here's what Jesus said. He said, the way is narrow. Hmm. And Jesus wasn't real tolerant. <laughs> so turn with me to Matthew 7, 13 and 14. You don't like it, take it up with the Lord. Don't send me no email. I ain't gonna get it anyhow. <laughs> Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction. And what? Many. Wow. Many there be which can go in thereat. Now, verse 14, just, I've read it 100,000 times and I didn't see this without someone else's reading that I was reading, writing that I was reading because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life and what? Few there be, and then I underline this, that find it. Hmm. Pastor Aaron, would you bless the reading of the word, please? Dear Heavenly Father, Lord, it is good to be in your house, Lord God. Yes, it, it is. It is good to praise you, Lord God. Yes, it, it is. It is good, Lord God, to lift up a voice unto, unto you, Lord God. It is a sweet, sweet presence that we feel, Lord God. It is good to gather with like-minded people, Lord God. Mm -hmm. But Father, I pray that our ears and our hearts would be open today, Lord God, to receive your word, Lord God, whether it's hard to chew or whether it's easy to chew, Lord God. I pray, Lord God, that the word would convict us, Lord God, that's that the right. word would draw us closer to you, Lord God, because that's what we want to do, Lord God. We want to draw closer to you and you closer to us, Lord God, because we want to find you, Lord God, and we want to find this life, Lord God, that you have for us here on earth. Lord God, I pray a blessing over our pastor that the man that you fed him, he'd feed us right off the plate, Lord God. Father, we ask your blessing in the name of Jesus and amen. Amen. You may be seated. This scripture is often presented, it's often painted as standing at a crossroads and you have to make a choice of which gate. That's not the case here. What man faces is a single gate, not two gates. There are two gates, there is two gates, but man faces and only sees one gate. You are born into sin in this world. You are already at that gate. Do you hear what I'm saying? There are two gates, two, but man can only see one. So the scripture here has a forceful charge. You've got to turn from the wide gate and you've got to search 
and you've got to find the narrow gate and then you enter in to the narrow gate. Every man stands before the wide gate and it is so close to him, that gate is the world that you don't even have to do anything to enter in. You're already there. You're already there. You've got to turn from that gate. You've got to seek and to search the narrow gate. The narrow gate is seen only when you search for it can somebody say amen. Jesus says, there's only one way. He wasn't real tolerant, was he? We are so tolerant of, of so many things. Water boils at 212 degrees, does it not? Not 211, not 209, but 212 degrees. Water freezes at 32 degrees. Not 31, not 33. There's no black and gray area. It's not real tolerant, it freezes at 32. I gotta chuckle out of this. The sum two plus two equals four. At least it did when I went to school. Now I'm not so sure. Two plus two equals four, not three and a half. Some things don't change, Pastor Rita. Geometry says that a straight line is the shortest distance between two points. That seems very narrow but geometry is intolerant. Just giving you something to chew on. A compass will always point to the magnetic north. Seems like a narrow view, but a compass is not very broad-minded. If I was drive down here in Shinson and stop and ask somebody, sir, can you give me directions to New York City? And if the man replied, just take any old road any road that you want, cause it'll get you there. You would question his sanity or his truthfulness, would you not? Somehow, many have gotten into their minds that all roads lead to heaven. All roads don't lead to heaven. Do you hear me? You'll hear, well, do your best. That's a good thing, but that road don't lead to heaven. You'll hear, well, be honest. That's a good thing, you should be honest. But that road doesn't lead to heaven. Well, be sincere. You'll hear, belong to the church, belong to my denomination, belong to the, no, 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 no. That road don't lead to heaven. That dog won't hunt. That might make you understand it a little bit better. You will make it to heaven only if you're born again. If you've got a relationship, not a religion but a relationship with Jesus Christ. Somebody say amen. amen. Listen to me. God is so good. We gotta follow his word in 2021. Think about this. Jesus Christ, the one that came from heaven to earth and went back to heaven. You think he might know the way? Do you ever think about that? The one that came from heaven to earth and went back to heaven, he might know a little bit something about the journey. He might know a little bit something about the road. Whoa, oh, I'm coming on. I've had one backed up a couple weeks. That might not sound real good either. (laughs) 
my poor kids. <laughs> Come back to me now. Matthew 7 and 13. We're going to read it again. Let it step all over you. Enter ye in at the straight gate. For wide is the gate. Broad is the way that leadeth to destruction and many sad. There be which go in thereat. Because straight is the gate and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life. Sad. Few. Few. There be. Find it. Jesus was narrow. Narrow minded about the way of salvation. But wide enough for the whole world to enter in. He plainly, plainly pointed out that there are two roads in life. One is broad, lacking in faith, lacking in convictions, and lacking in morals, or morals today. Unbelievable. The wide gate stands open. You don't even have to open it. It's already open. No hindrance to entering in. There's much growth around it. So much activity that it's exciting and it draws you in. The point is that a person does not even have to think of another gate. The narrow gate cannot be seen, but you can search for it. When the spirit of God shows up in a house like it is today, and begins to draw you because the Bible said that you cannot be saved unless the Spirit of God draws you. The narrow gate cannot be seen, meaning you must turn from the wide gate, turning from following the crowd. Following the crowd will get you in trouble every time. You gotta turn from the pool, from the activity and the attractions of the gate. What is the gate? It's the world, it's sin. Luke 13 and three, I'll tell you, nay, but except you repent, you shall all likewise perish. Acts chapter three and 19, repent ye therefore and be converted that your sins may be blotted out. Have you been saved? Do you know? I asked some people in the house, are you born again? Do you have a relationship with God? The wide gate, it's easy, it's popular. It's, it's, it's just a, the, the careless way. The, I'm, I'm walking by my feelings. Everything's okay, everything's all right. It's the way of the crowd, it's the way of the majority, it's the way of the world. And Jesus said, many there be that go in thereat. He's pointing out that it's easy. It's easy, it's popular. The road's heavily traveled, but it leads to destruction. Do you hear me? Romans 3 and 23, for the wages of sin is what? Death. Proverbs 14 and 12, there is a way which seemeth right unto a man, but the end thereof are the ways of death. Our good friend Earl Glaspell, Went to be with the Lord last week. Been very faithful here at this church. I experienced something I had never experienced before. About 7.30 one evening, he called me from the hospital room on his cell phone. He said, Pastor, I'm calling to tell you that I'm dying. He said, Pastor, I'm calling to tell you 
God, I love you. Pastor, I want you to preach my funeral. I said, Earl, you're not dying. I said, Earl, I'll preach your funeral in about 20 years. No, Pastor, I'm dying. I prayed with him and hung up the phone and never dreamed he was dying. As soon as he hung up for me, he called his son Rick, which I believe is here this morning. He said, Rick, I just called the pastor. I told him I'm dying. Pastor's going to do my funeral, Rick. In the middle of the conversation, the line was dead. He passed away talking to Rick on his phone. What I shared was the Apostle Paul wrote, I fought a good fight, I've run a good race. And I didn't see, and when I preached this funeral this week, I didn't see anything in that text that showed that Paul was fearful, but he was calm. And I tie that in with Brother Earl. He was calm when he called me. Why? Because he had a relationship with Jesus Christ. So let's go back to the text then. In a loving, compassionate, but intolerant way, Jesus says, enter you in at the straight gate. He said, this gate leads to life. For the last probably eight or 10 years, I'd say she worked at McDonald's that long in Shinston. When I pull up to the window, this young lady, I don't know, I'm afraid of getting in trouble, but middle 30s. And I'd always witness to her, always. Always invite her to church. Never did see anything from it. In the last week, I pulled up to the window to get a Diet Coke. You can tell I need Dot Coke. And when that little window opened up, she lit up. I've been waiting on you. She said, I got saved. <laughs> and this is what she said. It's changing my life. It's the exact words. She didn't say it changed because it's a process. She said it's changing my life. You see, this gate leads unto life. Woo! And it'll change your life. Do you hear me? Has it changed anybody's life in the house of God today? You ought to give him a 2021 praise. And somebody ought to just say, God, you've been good. God, you've been merciful. God, you are changing my life. You have turned me around. You have given me life. You have taken beauty out of ashes. Somebody give him a shout of praise. Woo! The narrow gate, it requires a decision. The wide gate, you don't have to make a decision because it's already there. It requires a personal decision, a commitment of energy and effort to search out for the entrance, to enter in to this everlasting life, this gate that Jesus has for us. You've got to make a definite decision. 
You've got to make a decision. You can't get in. It's required that you have made a decision. And once you've made a decision, it don't come from church membership. Once you make a decision, you've humbled yourself and repented of your sins and turned from your sin. You can repent all day, but somewhere you gotta turn. You gotta turn. You don't like this kind of preaching, I can tell. You gotta enter, you gotta make an immediate decision. Joshua 24 and 15, choose you this day whom you will serve. The wide gate is the world and the narrow gate is heaven. I'm gonna tell you something, church, you cannot be neutral. Too many neutral people, too many people sitting on the fence. It's impossible to serve God in a neutral position. Matthew 12 and 30, Jesus said, he that is not with me is against me. Man, this got a hold of me here. And he that gathereth not with me scattereth. Are you with him? The word Christian in the Latin literally means partisan. Partisan of Christ, and I wrote this down, members of Christ's party. Partisans are never neutral. You look in politics, especially on the Democrat side, they know how to stay together. Commitment to themselves and to their leader. We need to be committed to our leader. We don't need to be neutral. We don't need to be swaying around. You gotta stand and say, I'm with God. Woo, glory to God, I like that. He also said in John 3 and 36, he that believeth on the Son hath everlasting life. And he that believeth not the Son shall not see life but the wrath of God abideth on him. The wrath of God. I started looking that up a little bit this week. It scared me, I quit looking it up. You talk about a temper and an anger that you can't never even begin to imagine. He's a loving God, but he is a God of wrath. And brother, when he lets it out, it'll be over. Not for me, I'll, say, I'll put that book back on the shelf. Jesus spoke of two roads. He spoke of two kingdoms. Two masters, two rewards, and two eternities. Matthew 6 and 24, he said, no man can serve two masters. For either he will hate the one and love the other, or else he will hold to the one and despise the other. You cannot serve God and mammon. Mammon is earthly treasures of many different sorts. You and I got the power to choose. He ain't gonna drag us through the cross. You and I got the power to choose today whom we will serve. But the alternative to serving Jesus Christ will bring you destruction. Do you hear me? 2021, can we change? Is there anything in your life that God could clean up? Christ said that the broad, the way, the broad way is easy popular, but it leads to destruction. Only the way of the cross leads home. Do you hear me? Only the way of the cross. You go to a ball game and you sit down. You're going to cheer for one of those teams. You're not going to cheer for both of those teams. Do you hear me? 
You're going to cheer. You're going to choose. Again, Christ said, no man can serve two masters. You've got to choose. One of the sins of this age is the sin of broad mindedness. It's a narrow way, but it's wide enough for the world. Here's what I believe in 2021 that we need. More people who will step up in 2021 and say unashamedly, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. Do you hear me? I said we don't, God's not looking for any secret service agents, undercover agents. He's looking for some people that will step up and say, as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. He's looking for people that will say, hey, listen, what God has done for me. Uh, he's cleaned me up. Uh, he's washed me whiter than snow. He's thrown my sins in the sea of forgetfulness. He has healed my body. He has healed my mind. He has put my family back together. He has given me the blessings. Uh, my father owns the cattle on a thousand hill. God has made a way. He's the way maker. When I didn't think I could make it, God made away. That's what God is looking for. He's not looking for somebody to hide their light under a bushel. He's looking for the church to come alive and say, hey, God is good. They sing about revival. Revival's not about a series of nightly meetings. Revival is about being revived in your heart. And my prayer today going into 2021 that we'll leave here today revived. Somebody say amen. Even if you don't mean it, say amen. And Jesus was intolerant toward hypocrisy. Hypocrites. Church house is full of them. I'm one of them. You've all been a hypocrite at one time or another in your life. You know you have. Don't act all religious. Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, I think he's talking about you. Matthew 23 and 25. Woe unto you, scribes and Pharisees, hypocrites, for you make clean the outside of the cup and of the platter, but within they are full of extortion and excess. Wow, that's Christ. I come up here and preach something like that, I'll be in trouble. He said, woe to you religious elites you got the platter all looking clean. You got the cup looking good on the outside. But take a look at the inside. Huh? There was some ham and eggs on that last night. You're more concerned, he said, about what you drive. about the house that you live in, the clothes that you wear. I heard the other night, Louis Vuitton or something like that, 16, Lisa Blackwell just, she was sitting like this, I said Louis Vuitton, she went, $1,600 for her purse. And I was told it was so small, you couldn't put 16 $100 bills in it. He used this illustration to show just how blind a religionist can be. How blind. Like cups and platters. We've been washed on the outside. But is the inside clean? 
Where's the inside? Dirty. They guarded against scandalous sins, things that would ruin their career. They hide all that stuff. Their main concern was what people thought, not what God thought. 2021, let's be concerned about what God thinks. I thought about this this morning in my office that you could be driving to church in a limousine, looking good on the outside, and drive by a homeless person that has nothing but has the fullness of God in his heart. And God will look down upon that homeless person. Friend, there's nothing wrong with having the things of this world. Don't misunderstand what I'm telling you about. You can fool me, and you can fool a lot of people, but let me tell you something that you can't fool. One, you can't fool God. And you can't fool the people that live under your own roof. And I could stand right here and preach and lead thousands to the Lord over 40 years of ministry or whatever God allows me. And if my own household sees me as a just tyrant, then I'm a hypocrite. God has no tolerance for all talk and no action. The last couple days, in my prayer closet, I've prayed, God, shine a light on me. Change my thoughts. I struggle with thoughts. Thank you, Georgine, I got one that's honest. Change my desires. Lord, that I be willing to give more than what I'm looking to receive. We that profess Christ, we gotta discipline our lives according to the word of God. So there's another word for you of 2021, discipline. Discipline. It's a tough one. Jesus said in Matthew 6 and 16, be not as the hypocrites. New Year's Eve, we didn't go anywhere. I don't have no knowledge. I'm not throwing no rocks at nobody. If you got drunk on New Year's Eve, according to the word of God, you might be a hypocrite. Jesus was intolerant to sin, Pastor. He, he didn't try to cover it up. Jesus was intolerant towards selfishness. No difference in drinking. Luke 9 and 23, Jesus said, if any man will come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. I wrote down myself. I wrote it right out there, myself. I gotta lay it down. I got to deny myself and I got to follow him. See, most of the times, Christians, we suffer from spiritual nearsightedness. Only our interests, only our, 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 our energies are often focused toward ourselves. I'm talking to myself. Very important here, listen to what Jesus said to the rich young ruler in Matthew 19 and 21. 
If thou will be perfect, go and sell that thou hast and give to the poor and thou shalt have treasures in heaven and come and follow me, come and follow me. It wasn't the giving of the man's goods that Jesus desired here. He wanted this man to give up his selfishness. Are you selfish? I think we all are to some extent, are we not? He wanted this man to release the selfishness that was having a devastating effect on his life. And the Lord really spoke to me this week about this. And yesterday, I, I didn't share any of this with my wife, but I said, come go with me. And we spent a day just trying to bless people. And it's a better day than when we're selfish to ourselves. Stand with me this morning. Jesus was intolerant of selfishness when he said, listen, Matthew 16 and 25, for whosoever will save his life shall lose it, and whosoever will lose his life for my sake shall find it, shall find it. The life here that Jesus urges us to lose is selfishness. In your life and in mine, self has got to be crucified. It has to. It has to. And I can look back in my own life and see where I was lukewarm because I was selfish. I wanted to do what I wanted to do. Selfishness and the spirit of God cannot exist together. Can someone say amen? I got just a little bit more here I want to share with you. Somebody come to the piano, maybe a whole lot more. Maybe I had you stand up too soon, I don't know. Jesus was intolerant towards sin and we've become comfortable. I said Jesus was intolerant. He was intolerant toward the sin, but he was always tolerant to the sinner. He said to the woman that was found in adultery, he said, neither do I condemn thee but go and sin no more. He was intolerant of the sin, but he was tolerant of the sinner. I like that. God has always been intolerant of sin. His own word says in Isaiah 1 and 16, wash you, make you clean, put away the evil of your doings before mine eyes and he said, cease to do evil. He's saying, wash, not only the outside, wash the inside. Because what's in the heart is gonna come out, do you hear me? It's gonna come out. Christ taught we, we don't have the inner resources to face the problems. We don't have the inner resources on our own to face the frustrations and the crises in life and you will have them in 2021. We need the resources that he alone can give to each one of us. He said in John three and seven, you must be born again. There ain't no other way around it. You cannot enter into heaven without the new birth. I read this and I wrote it down, psychologists, realize that something is wrong with the human race. Wow. 
glad they went to school and figured that out. Some of them call it a constitutional weakness, but the Bible calls it sin. The devil never shows you the end result. Never shows you the end result. If imperfect man is to come to a perfect God and be reconciled, we have got to be born again and turn from sin. All through the scriptures, it's woven. It runs that a change is needed in 2020, 2019, 2018, 2017, or whatever. You say you've been saved, but there's never been any change. I'd come back to the spout. Do you hear me? Because Ezekiel said in 36 and 26, a new heart also will I give you and a new spirit will I put within you. He said, I'll give you a new heart. People living under your roof and you say you're saved and they don't see a new heart or a new spirit. You might want to come back. In Romans, Paul speaks of it as being alive from the dead. <laughs> I've, been, I've been resurrected. I'm alive. Second Corinthians 5 and 17, he calls it being a new creature. Old things have passed away. When you got saved, if some things haven't changed, the old things haven't died, you need to come back. In Ephesians 2 and 1, he said that been quickened or made alive from the dead. In Titus 3 and 5, it's called the washing of regeneration. The washing, the washing. Have you been washed? Have you been washed? 2 Peter 1 and 4, Peter calls it being made partakers of the divine nature. It's a death unto sin and a new birth unto righteousness. The new birth brings about change, change. The Bible's been called a mirror, a mirror. When I step in front of this mirror, I see a chunk of burning love. I said a chunk. I see eight extra pounds in the last three weeks. A friend of mine, he's supposed to be here today. He lies to me all the time, so I don't know if he's here or not. <laughs> he knows. I sent out that video this week and he called me. He said, hey, you need a spray can of paint? I said, what? He said, you need a black spray can of paint. I said, what are you talking about? He said, I got that video in your hair. So when I stand here, I can't hide nothing because I see it. I see the gray hair. But when I go here to the Bible, what could be your mirror? Why don't you go to the Ten Commandments have no other gods before me. See, when you go to the Word, my friend, it's a mirror, and you get a good look at yourself. So I, I want you to examine yourself today when you go to the Word of God. Have no other gods before me. You know the old saints, Indy, they didn't miss church for nothing. Nothing. I, I, I ain't going there. 
thou shalt not make unto thee any graven image. That goes right back to you can't serve two masters. Thou shalt not take the name of the Lord thy God in vain. Christians use God's name in vain like it's unbelievable. When I was a kid, if I would say, if I was accused of something, I would say, well, I swear it up. I didn't do that. My mom would knock my teeth out. Because in that context, you're not lifting God up. You're not lifting God up. And then they just use it in the damn sense. Huh? Make my spine curl. Remember the Sabbath and keep it holy. Honor thy father and mother. I wrote down here a ski trip. We went this week on Wednesday with my son, my oldest boy, my daughter-in-law, my grandkids, and, and our family. And we all went to Snowshoe. We drove two and a half hours to get there. To ride down this little slope on the inner tube, I had more fun when I fell off the porch when I was three years old. I, I got there and they had that thing hung up where they drag you up the hill, I had to walk. I had 14 layers of clothes on. Time I got to the top, I was soaking wet with sweat. I said, are we having a blast? The second time I sat down on the tube, ho, oh, that thing took off. I'm laying backwards, I couldn't breathe. I'm being serious, I thought I'd rather walk. Then I thought, no, I'd rather just go to the car. So I'm standing at the bottom of the ski trip, honor your father and your mother. And I hear someone holler up at the top and they got like seven or eight runs and they shoved this little boy, he was about six, maybe seven. He coming down the hill, you could hear him, ah! screaming and crying, my wife and I standing there. He got to the bottom of the hill, he got up, he kicked that thing, he started running back up it and they were holler, no, 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 no. So his mom come down the hill to stop him and boy, we're watching. And when she gets there, he start hitting his mom, hitting his mom, kicking. When the dad got there, and I'm over here and my daughter saying, shut up, shut up, dad, you talk too loud. I was telling myself, I'd help him out. I'd unload on him. Look in the mirror, kids. It's the first commandment with a promise. Honor your father and your mother and your days shall be long upon this earth. Mine better, because I'll take them out. It's okay to laugh a little bit. Thou shalt not kill. We just become tolerant to abortion. That's right. Nobody wants to talk about stuff like that in a church house. That's why we're in the mess we're in. Thou shalt not commit adultery. 2021, you better hear me. The devil will not show you the end result. You say, well, you're preaching to the church. I know exactly who I'm preaching to. I know who I've counseled. And we love everybody, but in 2021, when somebody flirts with you, you better realize you ain't that good looking, it's the devil. Grass is always greener on the other side, but most times there's a septic tank underneath that green grass. You better hear me. Thou shalt not steal. Well, I've not robbed no bank. No, but you steal stuff from your job and take it home. Somebody said, wow. Thou shalt not bear false witness. Thou shalt not covet. Look in the mirror. Whew. You really want to figure out how you are? 
go to the Sermon on the Mount. You know the book of Matthew? Read the Sermon on the Mount. Huh? I'm not asking you today about your bank account. I'm not asking you today about where you live because it don't matter. Uh, you can live in the best neighborhood. We've seen it in the last few days. It don't matter. The devil will show up there too. In 20, man, I, I really had you stand up pretty early, didn't I? I'm, I'm in trouble. Pastor Kerry and Mike Hill bought this for me, for us, for our family, and brought it to us. I'm about to butcher it. Twenty twenty one. If you're severed from the vine, I'm gonna leave these lay here. And next week I'm gonna hold them up. And don't think that it can't happen to you. The Bible says, draw nigh unto God, and he'll draw nigh unto you. In twenty twenty one, you just become lazy with your prayer life. I've been there. I've been there. Every man in this house, you better hear me. The Bible says that you're the priest of your household. You better be careful because when you stray away from God, it affects your spouse, It can affect your children. It can affect your job. I, I'm gonna leave that so I can take it home and keep it on the corner, okay? <laughs> I love you guys half. But I love you all more. That's why I preach this way. So 2021, I don't know what the title is. Get on the right road, stay on the right road. Don't be tolerant to sin. I don't know what the title is. You figure the title out. But I'm telling you, there's a devil that's real. He's real, Josh. Joel, he's real. Dwayne, he's real. Andrew, think about, you've been here since pretty much the beginning. Think about the people that was with us at one time that are divorced, separated, problems, drugs, alcohol. Unbelievable. Stay the course. Thank you for listening to the Jewel City Podcast. 